You're listening to The Wealth Guardian Show with Doug Ray, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. With me today is Bryce Payne, and today our topic is navigating the transition to a new financial advisor. Morning, Bryce. Good morning, Doug. Welcome back. Ah, it's good to be back. Tell everybody where you were. So my son Garrett uh, got married. He and Cindy tied the knot down in Amelia Island, Florida. And uh, we had probably the best time uh, since my younger son's wedding two years ago. It was a little bit dicey at first because there was a low pressure system off the coast of Florida. Cindy had her heart set on an outdoor wedding underneath the Spanish moss and the oak trees and everything. And, you know, thankfully, uh, the forecast got better and better and better the closer to Saturday we got. So, yeah, it turned out to be a picture-perfect wedding. Nice. I've seen some of the pictures. It looked like everybody had a good time. Um, I saw, did see Adam there as well. So you got some good pictures of both your sons together. Mm-hmm. And uh, glad everything went well. Um, uh, yeah, particularly happy about the the weather up there. So looking forward to them coming back. So they're they're still down there doing their honeymoon now. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, they'll and come you, back. I think Saturday. And you and Sherry are back. So yep. very good. And I don't know because you had so much to do. Did you happen to catch anything in the world of football while you were gone? Oh yeah, I saw the <laughs> Packers come back win the Pirates. We finally got a W. You finally got a W there. That's <laughs> congratulations on that. Well, welcome back. Uh, glad to see you here. And, uh, you know, I did last week's radio show by myself. So glad to have some company in the studio here. It's a big studio when you're by yourself, by the way. <laughs> I bet it is. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and, uh, Doug, uh, take the reins on the uh, Wealth Guardian Service salute here. Absolutely. You know, we try to do that every show. We want to say thank you. To all of our veterans, our service members, our first responders, thank you for everything you do, the sacrifices you make, and your family makes uh, so that you can uh, keep us safe. Thanks so much. Very good. Yep. I know it's often a thankless job, and we do uh, want you to know that you're always in our thoughts and prayers here at the Wealth Guardians. All right. Well, let's move on to the uh, meat of the show here, Doug, navigating the transition to a new financial advisor. In today's episode, what we're going to do is we're going to explore the sensitive and significant process of transitioning from one financial advisor to another. We're going to cover how to recognize when your current advisor may no longer be serving your financial needs effectively and the right questions to ask and crucial factors to consider when searching for a new financial partner. Doug, remind everybody out there, how long has the Wealth Guardians been in business here in the triad? Well, we had we started the show back in um, November of 2007, okay. so essentially uh, since then. Okay, so about 25 years or so, 26 years. Oh, it's not that long. It's about 16 years. 16 so. years. Yeah. Okay, but, you had the wealth, but the Wealth Guardians firm has been here since about that time. Well, it's uh, that's not the firm name. That's just the name of the radio show and the podcast. Firm name is Ray Financial Group. Ray Financial Group. But how long has Ray Financial Group been here in business in the triad? Uh, about the same length of time. Oh, okay. Because okay. we m- moved it up from Charlotte. Okay. But you were in the business 10 years prior to that with, um, oh. with one of the big name companies. Yeah, I got started in 88. Okay. All right. You have had no shortage of people who have joined the Wealth Guardians firm or the Ray Financial Group firm over the years, and you've seen a lot of those people didn't have financial advisors previously, but a lot of them did. So they were in a position of moving from one financial mm-hmm. advisor to you. So you've you've had a good number of years of experience seeing people move from one financial advisor to another. And the first thing that I want to talk about in that is understanding the reasons 
that someone might want to change financial advisors. I think probably the common one that everybody thinks of is, well, that financial advisor isn't doesn't have good returns. Yeah, yes. that should be the least of your worries. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. The a lot of people will confuse the their portfolio's performance with the whether or not the advisor is good or bad when really there's another huge component that goes into that which is just the market itself yeah you know i i think that uh, for us uh, i'd say 95 plus percent of our new clients uh, have uh, or had a financial advisor some even had them two decades or longer and and they made that transition that decision to move um you know, and it's not rate of return. I mean, it's a whole lot of things. You know, when I first got started in this business, it was all about uh, just managing the different positions and growing the money, building wealth over time. Okay. You know, that's well and good, you know, for somebody who's younger. But there's this thing called the retirement red zone. And that's the year, five years before and five years after retirement. In that 10-year period of time, if you make a, a mistake, a substantial mistake, it may affect your entire retirement negatively. Yes. So it's very important for you as you start to age towards retirement to find a financial advisor who specializes in retirement. And it's not just moving a chess piece uh, on a board, which is buying and selling stocks. Mm -hmm. It's everything. It's Social Security. It's long-term care. It's right. Medicare. Of course, it is also... The investment piece as well. And and having that portfolio designed so that you are protected from major bear markets. So it's a whole lot of, of different moving parts, if you will, in selecting a financial advisor for retirement versus one for growth. Right. And so that's what we say is, as you often say, losses mean more than gains in retirement. Mm -hmm. Because if you if your portfolio drops 50%, because the market has dropped 50%, whether you're in retirement or not, if your portfolio drops 50%, it has to have, your portfolio has to have a 100% return just to get back to where you were. Well, if you're 30 or 40 years old and your dollar cost averaging via your 401k into your portfolio, your portfolio will come back up that 100% because you're making additional contributions into it. But if you are in retirement and you're in the distribution phase of life and you're taking out distributions on a monthly basis to supplement your social security and your portfolio has dropped 50%, you're making it next to, I don't want to say impossible, but you're making it really, really hard for your portfolio to have 100% return just when the market comes back up. So that's what you mean by losses mean more than gains in retirement. A 10% return is great, but a 10% loss is a lot more significant. Yeah. Than that. And, and people got to remember, you know, uh, in retirement, it, it takes time for the market to recover from a bear market. Let's look at the 09 bottom. In March of 09, the market bottomed out. What well, took five to six years to get back to where its high was in the summer of uh, 07? Right. And go back to the Great Depression. It took 25 years for the market to get back to where it was in October of 29. Yeah, it did. Absolutely. Um, let's go ahead now and talk about investors. Should they understand the consequences of switching advisors? Well, of course they should. But let's talk about what those consequences actually are. First off, are there any financial or legal implications to switching advisors? Wouldn't say there's too much uh, legal uh, about it, but financially, yeah, you need to take a look at any tax liability that may 
be created by uh, a switch. Uh, for example, I can think of one client who's bought Apple stock at, uh, I think, made for the position $10,000, and I think it's worth over 400000 now. So, you know, that's something you probably wouldn't want to uh, sell all of and, and assume such a tax liability. But yeah, things like that you need to you need to think about. Now that is not the what you just described is not changing the financial advisor themselves. That's changing the allocation of the right. portfolio. Mm-hmm. So I want everyone out there to be aware that maybe the reason that you're thinking of going to a different financial advisor is not because you're unhappy about the returns, but maybe that guy just never calls you back. Yeah. Maybe you feel like he, he doesn't listen to you. He doesn't hear you. You've been happy with the returns, but you just don't feel that connection there. But you're holding off on looking for another financial advisor because you think you're going to have to sell mm-hmm. some shares of something. And so you're like, well, I don't want to face the tax consequences of that. So I'm just going to stick with this guy that I'm not real happy with. I want to make everybody aware out there that if you're not happy with the advisor themselves, even though you have no problems with the returns, then you can go ahead and take a look at another financial advisor. Find somebody who clicks with you and you can move your assets from one advisor to the other and still be holding on to those same exact investments. So there, there is no real tax consequence or liability for you uh, or legal liability for you changing advisors. If you're not happy, you can go ahead and start looking for another um, advisor out there and not worry about those other consequences. Well, Doug, we're going to go ahead and get to our trivia question here, and then we're going to come back with talking some more about navigating the transition to a new financial advisor. I really do like this topic because I think a lot of people out there realize that they're probably not in the best fit with their advisor and they just don't know all the things that would encompass changing an advisor and we want to kind of help you navigate that and understand that it it might not be as difficult as you think or, or consequential as you think it's time for the wealth guardians trivia question of the week all right doug um here's a trivia question are you ready go all right i'm putting on my hat here because this is tough for me last week Miami Dolphins beat <laughs> my Denver Broncos 70 to 20. This marked the first time in how long since an NFL team scored 70 points against their opponent. All right, that's the trivia question. If you know it out there, great. Last week, the Miami Dolphins beat the Denver Broncos 70 to 20. This marked the first time in how long since an NFL team scored 70 points in a game. You're listening to The Wealth Guardian Show with Doug Ray, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. I'm Bryce Payne, along with Doug Ray. He's back in the studios this week, coming back from Florida. And in this second segment this morning, we are talking about navigating the transition to a new financial advisor. Maybe you're out there wondering, what does it take? What does it cost? What are the implications of changing financial advisors? We're going over all of that for you so you can understand what that minefield or lack of a minefield actually is. In this second segment, that's what we're going to be talking about. But of course, before we get into that second segment, we got to tackle this trivia question. This is hard for me. Mm -hmm. Um, That trivia question is going to be tough. But before I, I get to the answer to the trivia question and see if you got the answer to the trivia question correctly, I've got two more questions for you. A, are you looking forward to your retirement? B, do you want to make sure you're making the best financial decisions for your retirement? Of course you do. Well, you answered yes to both those questions, then I've got great news for you. We here at The Wealth Guardians offer a no-cost, no-obligation, second-opinion-slash-review of your retirement plan. This includes a deep analysis of your assets, your investment portfolio, 
your insurance policies, your insurance needs, your income needs, your risk tolerance, the risk exposure that you're currently facing in your current portfolio, your tax mitigation strategies, or perhaps the lack of, legacy goals, and the fees you are currently paying. Our goal is simple. We want to help you lower your fees, align your risk, lower your tax structure, and improve your overall retirement picture so you can indeed retire the job and keep the paycheck. But here's the catch. The ball is in your court. You have to give us a call. So I'm going to tell you how to do that. Pick up the phone and give us a call, 336-391-3409. Again, 336-391-3409. Give us a call or visit us at our website, thewealthguardians.com, to set up your financial plan review with Doug Garrett and myself today. Remember, the markets aren't going to wait for you. It's time to get Doug's best guess for the Wealth Guardian's trivia question of the week. Okay, I'm going to take a big gulp here, Doug. Let's get on to this. Are you ready for the trivia question? I think I am. Last week, the Miami Dolphins beat my illustrious Denver Broncos 70 to 20. That's a 50 point margin. This marked the first time in how long since an NFL team scored 70 points in a game? Go ahead, Doug. My friend, you had a really rough football weekend. Oh, terrible. Because the... uh, The neon came off of Dion. Oh, (laughs) boy. That was bad, too. And do you know, in the 100-plus year history of the NFL, only five times has a team given up 70 or more points. That's amazing. Last time it was done, I think it was 1964. Oh. Oh, you were so close. You were, it, it was November 27th, 1966. 66. Okay. 66. So that was before, that was two years before I was born. I had <laughs> thought that I had seen uh, a team score 70 points. So I had to look that up, of course. I went straight to my phone after I saw that final score. I stopped watching um, in, in maybe a minute or two into the second quarter. I said, I am not going to spend my Sunday just beating myself up. So I moved on to doing other things. And at the end, my phone notifies me when the game is over. And I looked at that score and I thought, are you kidding? 70 points. So then I was really happy that I stopped watching. And I, I, I asked Google, I said, when was the last time a team scored 70 points? And of course, Google says in a smart aleck way, five minutes ago, the Miami Dolphins, <laughs> like, no, before that, Google uh, <laughs> said November 27th, 1966. And I thought, you've got to be kidding. So there were actually, you said five. Uh, by my research, it was only four teams. Have that, has that ever happened to? And that was the Dolphins this year, the Redskins in 66. Uh, the Bears in 1940, and the L.A. Rams in 1950. Wow. That's the only times that a team has scored 70 points. Now, in college ball, that happens frequently because there's a, a huge uh, difference between the quality of teams out there. But uh, all right. Well, enough of talking about that boring topic. Yeah, we've got a uh, taxes and retirement workshop coming up. Why don't you tell our listeners about that? And we should have mentioned that in the first segment. So if you're, if you're turning in again, thank you. The reason that we're talking about what we're talking about today is because one of the main things that somebody has to prepare for with their financial advisor or financial planner or whatever you have helping you with your uh, finances or your your portfolio allegation is how much taxes you're paying in retirement. Doug, there is an enormous difference between how you are taxed 
in retirement, when you're not receiving a paycheck and when you've turned Social Security on, then the last 40 or so years of your life, right. when, when you're familiar, you, probably everybody out there is familiar. If I ask you, what is AGI, adjusted gross income? You can give me a, a fairly decent definition of what that is. But if I were to ask you, what is provisional income? Almost nobody knows. Unless you are already, you've already filed for Social Security and your accountant has done a good job of talking to you or your financial planner has done a good job of talking to you, you don't know what provisional income is. That's because provisional income was completely irrelevant to you. It only becomes relevant when you have turned on Social Security. Well, folks, provisional income is what determines whether 0% of your Social Security is taxed, 50% of it is taxed, or 85% of it is taxed. And I'll ask you, I'll ask everybody out there, raise your hand if you would rather have 85% of your social security taxed rather than 50% of it taxed. Hmm. Doug, everyone in the triad who was just listening, nobody raised their hand. Right. Because everybody would rather have 50 or even, it's possible, 0% of your social security taxed. If what we're talking about, when I mention that, if this is completely new to you, you've never heard anything about this, you're, you're not familiar with it, you're getting ready to retire, or you're already retired, you've already filed for Social Security, and this is the first time you're hearing the words provisional income or realizing that there is a way for you to have only 50% of your Social Security taxed as opposed to 85% of it taxed, then you probably want to attend our upcoming workshop, and that is Thursday, October 12th. And then again, Tuesday, October 17th. Where is it? It's in Clemens at our offices in the Broyhill Annex. That's underneath the giant water tower there in the old library in the Clemens offices. How much does it cost for somebody to attend our workshop, Doug? Not a penny. Not a penny. The only obligation on your end is putting some gas in the car, turning the key, and coming over here. But you do have to register. So there's only one way to register. Well, there's two ways to register. You can call us at our offices, 336 391 3409. I'll give you that number again, 336-391-3409. You can also register by going to our website, thewealthguardians.com, and clicking on the events tab, and you can register that way. Again, no cost or obligation to attend, but you do have to register so that we make sure that we've got enough seats there or that we can tell you, hey, sorry, this one's booked up. You'll have to go to uh, the one on Tuesday or the one on Thursday. Um, but there's two dates right there, Thursday, October 12th and Tuesday, October 17th. Again, if you have retired or are about to retire and you have no idea what we're talking about when we talk about provisional income, and you would indeed like to know how you can lower your tax, your social security tax bracket from the 85% to the 50%, you want to go ahead and attend this seminar. And Doug, I would say that probably a majority of the people who even come in, didn't attend our seminar, come in and sit down with us because they're looking to have a financial planner for the first time, or they're looking to change financial planners. Mm -hmm. They haven't heard about that, even though they only, they have a financial planner already. What yeah. we're talking about is Greek to them. Right. All right. So what we're talking about here for the remainder of this second segment is navigating the transition to a new financial advisor. And let's go ahead and get started here, Doug. Before deciding, you should always evaluate your current advisor. What would some of the things that people should evaluate their current advisor on? To me, I think the biggest thing is communication. Oh, I like it. You know, does that advisor proactively reach out to you and talk to you about, I mean, not just your account, maybe some simple stuff like your family, you know, whatever. If you've got an advisor who you have to call to talk to every time, that's a red flag, you know. We touch our clients, let me see. 
I send out a Doug's desk letter every Friday right. to them. We have, at minimum, an annual review. We have uh, two parties during the year for our clients. So I'd say, at minimum, we're touching our clients about 60 times a year each. Yep. That's so. that's exactly right. And, you know, you said a key word there that I like because I, I write down what I want to talk about here on each topic. And I wrote down one of the same words that you said, proactiveness. Mm-hmm. Maybe your advisor is, um, is, you can reach him on the phone when you need to get a hold of him. But is your advisor ever reaching out to you? And that to me is a key one because we do reach out to our clients. And you also want to ask yourself, yeah, of course, you want to ask yourself about rate of returns. I get that. And and fees, that's another one. Is your is your advisor charging you excessive fees for the services that they're providing you? But I would say, you said communication, but here's what I'll add to that. Does he listen or she? Does she listen to oh, you? Good one. Good topic. Um they might have a lot of knowledge base. They might have a broad knowledge base. Maybe they're a chartered financial consultant like you are here. We are also a retirement income certified professionals here. But that doesn't do them a lot of good. All of those, all of those additional uh, credentials and whatnot, if they don't listen, they might know a lot. But if they don't listen to you and what you're looking for and what your needs are and what your goals are and what keeps you up at night and what scares you and maybe what has changed in your uh, needs or goals since the last time that they spoke to you. If they don't listen to you, that doesn't do all of their credentials any good mm-hmm. or their knowledge base any good. Um, and here's another one. Are they able to adjust? Are they a one-trick pony? Like they are really good with a volatile market or they're really good with um, a down market or an up market or in, insert whatever you want to there. Is that the only thing that they're good at? Maybe you joined them 20 years ago when you really wanted to outperform the market every year to some degree or another, and your advisor was good at outperforming the market. Well, if the market's going down for a number of years and now you are concerned because you're closer to retirement, you, you're not trying to outperform the market anymore. You're now wanting to have as few losses as possible. Is your advisor able to change that strategy with you? Yeah, that's a good point. So that's that's another one there. So that's what you should be evaluating your current advisor on. The next uh, question I'm going to ask you here, Doug, is when looking for a new advisor, what credentials or qualifications should somebody out there seek? Is it more about finding an advisor who's the right fit or avoiding ones with red flags, or is it a little bit of both? I think it's a little bit of everything. You know, in our business, to me, getting these uh, letters after your last name is very important because that shows that that advisor wants to master their craft. What are some of the credentials to look for? Well, CFP is one of them. Uh, That stands for Certified Financial Planner. Chartered Financial Consultant, that's another one. It's essentially the same thing as a CFP. Uh, We have at our office the RICP, Retirement Income Certified Professional, Uh, And that's because we do uh, specialize in retirement planning, and it's every part of retirement planning. So you're going to be wanting to look for credentials like that. You know, if if you have an advisor who doesn't have credentials, well, that's not necessarily a red flag in and of itself. But it does tell me that that advisor probably isn't proactive enough to want to go out and learn every day. Because in this business... This business, I learn something new every single day, and I've been in this business 35 years. No, that's absolutely right, Doug. When I got my retirement income certified professional, I'd been in the field for close to 10 years, 
And just getting that credential expanded my knowledge base of all things retirement planning significantly. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And But I, one thing I want to close with here is we've been using the term financial advisor throughout this whole segment, mm-hmm. but we are financial planners here, mm-hmm. which financial advising is one segment of financial planning. So you might, if you're, if the word holistic rings true to you, you probably want to go with a financial planner. And if you'd like to sit down with us before we go here, here's our number again, 336-391-3409, 336-391-3409. You can also reach out to us on our website, thewealthguardians.com. Doug, there is no cost or no obligation to sit down with us and see what services and help we might be able to provide you. Not a penny. Not a penny at all. Unfortunately, that's all the time that we've got this weekend. Uh, thank you for joining us. We hope the rest of your weekend is everything you want it to be, and we hope your team does not get scored 70 points upon. <laughs> this is Bryce Payne along with Doug Ray, the show's The Wealth Guardians, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. Investment advisory services are offered through AlphaStar Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Wealth Guardians and the Ray Financial Group and AlphaStar are separate and independent entities. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.